Hi, my name is Daniela Bernard. I am a grade 10 English student, and this is my action plan podcast. Um, I wouldn't say it's much of a podcast. I, will, I, I, I Well, I guess it's a podcast because I want it to feel like I'm having a conversation with you, but I also want it to have a way and an outline of how I want it to go. So there is a little bit of a script and there is some things that I want to very much so highlight and mention to you today. So let's get started with a little bit of Jamaican history because I am black, I'm Jamaican and I love talking about where I come from. So I love to give a little bit of history before I get started. So Jamaica is an island with a lot of history. It has been through a lot of experiences with famine, death, and very much so slavery. Jamaica has lived through it all and come out on top. The original inhabitants of Jamaica are believed to be the Arwams, also called Tainos. They came from South America 2,500 years ago and named the island Yameka with an X, which meant land of wooden water. The Arwaks were wild and simple people by nature. Physically, they were light brown in color, short and well-shaped with coarse black hair. Their faces were broad and noses were flat. They built their villages all over the island, but most of them settled on the coast and near rivers as they fished to get food. History, to me, is something to know where I come from. In a world where Black people's history is good in most areas and, you know, not also that great in a lot of other areas, I like to highlight the parts that make us as Black Jamaicans and Black people we are. And, you know, a lot of people like to say that our community is always having this constant theme of we want something or this has to happen because everybody else gets it. And, and you know, sometimes I really think like we should have everybody else, what everybody else has, because it, it's just everybody should be treated fairly. And I don't think because of the color of my skin, I should be treated differently because Everybody should be seen by the way they act, not the color of their skin. And, you know, the Black community is such a great community. Like, living in the Black community, there's so much pop music, so much culture, so much vibrancy. Like, there's a whole carnival that happens every summer that didn't happen due to COVID um, last year. But the carnival, like, that carnival shows how we as Black people come together and we make such beautiful things and we don't think about other people we just think about having fun and being in the moment and you know the reason I want to talk to you about the black community because as everybody knows recently there was a huge black lives matter movement because um there were very much so racial profiling and people died 
for no reason in the States. And I just want to know, like, we follow the rules. And I'm not going to lie. There are some of us who don't, but the ones who do and the ones who are just citizens, we don't deserve to be treated this way. And this is, as some people say, a story that needs to be told, a story that needs to be heard, a story that needs to be justified. It needs justice. And justice should not have to come in, in it, it shouldn't have to take three years for justice. It should take three minutes. It should take three days. It shouldn't even take three weeks. It should just, it should be something that people see. You should, there should be remorse. I shouldn't be afraid, you know, to leave my house. I shouldn't. And the fact that I am, it, it has to say something. The audience that I really want to reach, and it's not just the white audience, because I know that's what Black people as a whole, they always try to reach the white audience. But maybe we should stop with the white audience, and maybe we should we should reach the South African, South, South Asians, the Asians, you know, the indigenous people, we should reach everybody because everybody's story matters. And we as black people have been fighting for years. And we shouldn't have to fight this much for equality. And now equality quality has been granted in some cases, you know, it, it, it's been given in some cases. Like, I was on this website recently when I was doing a little bit more research, and I was reading it, and I guess it had, like, the statistics of um, how much Black people has been hired. And so I searched it up, and I found that, um, well, it states in this website, it, it, it starts off like this. It, it, the, well, here's the title, Black Progress, How Far We've Come and How Far We Have to Go. Okay, that's a start. The site is stating a bunch of numbers and percentages on how Canada has 60% Black women employed working as domestic servants and 60% hold on white-colored jobs back in the 1940s all the way to 67 to 1964. So what you're saying is from 1940 to 1964, Black people were employed, yes, but what about now? You know? And you're not saying that I don't see a lot of successful Black men and women, a lot of successful Black people. But you know, I don't think this is a conversation that has to be told over and over again. We as a Black community have proved to people that we can come together and stand as one without even knowing each other. We, as a Black community, can rise together and can fight for anybody who is in our community because that is something that we as Black people do. We will see a Black person on the road and they need help, and we will see anybody on the road and help because that's just our nature. We're not aggressive people. And, you know, I, I, the only thing that I say is 
people only become aggressive when you take them there, when they're not being heard and when they're not being treated right. And even then, that shouldn't be an excuse, but we are a community that come together. We're a community that stands for our people. We are a community that just raises our children to be amazing and successful. Like there are many communities within the black community because we as black people will go many places and we'll do many things for our community. We don't just need one person or three to prove that we a whole just once in a blue moon. No, this is something that every black person thinks about as a community, as a whole, that we have to protect our community and protect everybody that is in our community. Our community is a community that is always being attacked. And to have that stronghold front is the one thing that keeps us all together, to have that trust and that hold. And I feel like everybody should have that. We should not be seen as people who are weak. We should not be seen as people who are unintelligent. We should not be seen as people who are not a community because we are very much so a community. We stand with each other. We fight with each other. We sing with each other because we are a community that fights for our community. We are a community that makes it be known that our voices need to be heard. And I would just hope that from listening to me, you know, talk, and I know it's not as formal as most podcasts are because they give you like, you know, a question or a way you go about it. Just listening to me talk today just gave you a little bit more of something to help you spread it to anyone, maybe your sister, your daughter, your friend, your boyfriend, your husband, your mom, your dad, anybody. Just remind them to treat everybody equally because we are all people. We are all human beings. We are not a bunch of people with only being justified and judged based on the color of our skin. We are people. And we all need to be treated the same. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope that you learned something. And I hope that you took something from this podcast that made you think about the Black community. Thank you.